Hello, everybody. I'm Holly Randall. Welcome back to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. Today, we have male porn star extraordinaire, Charles Dara. If you're a guy who thinks that you could be a porn star, that it would be the easiest job in the world for you, that you could do it. You definitely want to give this a listen. I think that Charles is going to surprise you. You know, he is not the typical dumb male porn star that so many people think male porn stars are. He's got a spiritual side to him. He's got a whole system of how he prepares himself for his scenes. And I think that his discipline and his dedication is really going to impress you guys. So without further ado, let's get into our interview with the man, Charles Dara. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. Today, I am very excited to have one of, actually, you know what? I'm going to say it, my favorite male performer, Charles Dara. Hi, Charles. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me on your new podcast. What I a, know. What a pleasure to be here. It's it's always a pleasure to have you. You know, I mean, Charles, when I say that you're my favorite, I'm, I'm not joking. You really are my favorite. And it's funny, too, because you're everybody's favorite. Like, my crew loves you. Even, like, the guys in my crew. And the guys in my crew generally, like, don't ever care about the male performers or talk to them or whatever. But they love you. They just, like, you're just... I mean, you're, first of all, you're a fucking great performer and you, you always manage to do the scene very well, which is difficult. Um, but you're also like really respectful, really polite, really professional, and you're fucking funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'm over here blushing now. Uh, thank you. Thank you're you welcome. so much. For that. I really appreciate it. You know, I think it's always a pleasure to come, come work with you because number one, you're passionate about what you do and mm-hmm. Everyone respects you that works with you. So that way, with that respect, everyone kind of wants to do the best job they can because they want to make you happy. And I think that's the same thing with me. You know, I, it's nice to come there and do a good job for you because I know that it's going to make you happy. And you, you don't demand things. You don't yell things. There's no aggro energy. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but you have a very soft, happy feel, and it, I think it just translates to the performers as well. So thank you for having me on your sets. Now I'm blushing. <laughs> you know, um, I, yeah. so I, I hear you. I was actually watching, um, I don't know if you've watched um, the documentary that everybody's mad about, um, Hot Girls Wanted, but there was one episode that I watched, which was The Money Shot, and it was about male performers. Mm-hmm. And what like blew my fucking mind was the way that the photographer spoke to the male talent. And it was like a new male talent. Yes. And it was some guy down in Miami. I've never heard of him or anything like that. But I mean, he was yelling at the dude. Like, I mean, and so disrespectful mm-hmm. and so aggro. And this guy, you know, and this guy's new, right? So it's, it's not that easy. This is not an easy job. No. And, um, you know, he's trying to get hard. And the guy's like, are you hard yet? Get hard. Get super fucking hard. Are you hard yet? Come on. Come on. You're hard? I'm like, and I'm just like, dude, you're a guy. You should know that that is not helping no. at all. No. No, I think I think sometimes there's this strange, what's the word here? Um, it's almost like. There's a hostile energy 
from either the director or the photographer that's shooting the male talent. Right. Almost like they're jealous that they're not in that position. Yeah. But then they think they're better than that position at the same time. So right. they kind of look down at the male talent. Yeah. And I remember when I first came to LA, I saw that quite a bit and a lot of people were rude to me. And I was just like, I'm going to knock this motherfucker out. I, I don't give a shit. I yeah. really don't. Like, there's no reason for me to come here and you to be rude to me and disrespectful. It's not going to help anything. So that always was one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, just, dude, I'm nice to you. Don't, don't fucking yell at me. And this know? is the thing. Like, what a lot of people don't, don't understand and don't appreciate is how incredibly important male talent is to the scene, you know? And, um, you know, everybody's always focused on the girl. And, yeah, it's the girl that's always selling the scene and blah, blah, blah. And she's the focus and all that kind of stuff. But it's the guy that carries the scene because if you have a performer who can't perform, you know, if he can't keep his dick hard and he, and he can't fuck the girl well, it's, it's going to show in the scene. So like for me, like the most important tool is no pun intended <laughs> is the guy. And, and, and I feel that you guys just don't get enough credit for that. Well, yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, I think some of the companies have put more emphasis on the guy and some of the companies haven't. And I feel like the companies that do put emphasis on the guy have done better over the years. Yeah. You know, they definitely have a bigger following now because a good guy can make a, a girl that's only a five out of 10 look like an eight out of 10. Exactly. And it doesn't go the other way. Exactly. And, um, you know, also too, especially if you're working with new female talent who mm. doesn't know the positions, doesn't know how to open up to camera, all that kind of stuff. Like when I have someone like you on set, like I know that you know the angles that I need to get and you know how to open up to camera. So you will physically move her to an opener up to me in a way that's not obvious. Yes. You know, and you yeah. just make my job like so much fucking easier. Yeah, it all depends on the girl. Sometimes you got to basically hold them down and fuck the shit out of them. <laughs> right. That's the only way you're going to get them to stay in that position. Right, like, right, right. Like, I got some there squirming. I'm just like, yeah. stay here. Don't yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so Charles, tell us a little bit of background. How, uh, how did you get into this industry? Oh, man, that's a, that's a, Crazy question there. It's weird. It seems like the universe all aligned at one time to put me into porn, strangely enough. So basically, I was modeling for Playgirl. Right. And uh, that's because I was a Chippendale, and one of my good friends had Playgirl, and he made really good money off of it. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. I can make good money. Right. Because at the time, I wasn't passion-based. I was money-based. Right. So I went and I did Playgirl. Then uh, they sent me to the AVN Expo to go hand out flyers and just do signings. Right. So I was doing that and I met a bunch of super hot chicks. Like right. I was like, holy shit, I've never been to an AVN before. Like right. I'd seen porn, but now it's like I was around all these girls. Yeah. And this was, the internet was around, but it wasn't as big as it is today. Right. You know? So as I walked around and met these beautiful girls and they were like, hey, you want to go fuck? You want me to suck you off? I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like I'd never seen right. so many hot chicks that forward and aggressive. And I was yeah. like, this is my new home. Yeah. But especially to you, I mean, because you're a ridiculous look, good looking guy. I mean, Thank I remember you. like when we first, I don't remember when we first shot you and I don't, I don't remember the first scene, but I remember getting your photos like you're, because you won Playgirl Man of the Year. Correct. Yeah. And I remember seeing those pictures and being like, wait, holy fucking shit, this guy's going to do porn. Oh my God, this guy's so insanely hot. Well, like, thank you. Insanely hot. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I looked around, I met the first guy, I said, you know, who's, who's the male performer around here? I can't remember who introduced me, but uh, somebody I know introduced me to Tommy Gunn. And at the time, he was male performer of the year. Yeah, Tommy's I, such a sweet guy. Tommy's a great guy. He's such a nice guy. He was from Philly, I was from Philly, he used to work for the same people I did. So we started talking about it, I was like, hey man, uh, you know, tell me a typical day in your life. 
what kind of money do you make? You know, what do you do? Like, how does this work? He gave me the whole rundown. Mm-hmm. Next day, I called up Chippendales, quit my job, and shot uh, for K Beach the next day because I had another friend who was uh, in my uh, kickboxing class. Uh-huh. He was a Muay Thai fighter. Right. And uh, he knew Kevin Beach because Kevin Beach was one of his sponsors. Right. So Kevin Beach gave me my first shot, and then that was it after that. How did that team go? And do you remember who you worked with? Yes, I do. Oh. What was her name? Tiffany. Oh, I feel horrible right now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come to me later on. Okay. But yeah. So I, I, I was for K Beach. And uh, before the scene, I was, I was like, oh, man, I, I, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sensitive. I get a sensitive mm-hmm. wiener, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I might come early, but I'll stay hard and I can come again. Right. So we shot the scene and I came three times during the scene, stayed hard and fucked her all the way through. Wow. And he's like, holy shit, man. You got a job. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, is like for you, I mean, again, like I can't stress how difficult this job is for the guys. And and I obviously don't have a penis, so I don't know, like I can't speak from experience, but mm. I can speak from the experience of having worked with a lot of guys and a lot of um, new guys and guys who, like, for example, I had a show on Playboy TV called Adult Film School where we shot amateur couples. And this was like real life couples mm-hmm. who'd never performed in front of the camera before. You know, and a lot of these guys were like, oh, yeah, I can totally like fuck on camera. Yeah. You know, like I fuck my wife for like three hours straight at home or like, you know, I go to a party and like, you know, we get drunk and like I fuck her in front of all these people. So like I can totally do it. I'm such a fucking stud. And the minute you put them in front of the camera with like 30 people around, because I mean, to be fair on porn sets, we normally don't have 30 people, but this was a big production. So yeah, there was like 30 people. For sure. And I mean, just like, like the guys just like <laughs> could not do it. I mean, and, and I felt honestly, like I was involved in this. It got to the point where I just felt like I was just crushing dreams, you know, like these guys would come in like with these overinflated egos and think that like they were such a stud and they would come and like, like would not be able to get hard. And like their girlfriend or their wife would be like looking back at them like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you thick heart you do it last night? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And like yeah. the pressure and then you get into that mind fuck and then you get like mm-hmm. the, the pressure of, oh my God, I can't perform. And then you get into that whole cycle, you know, and then, and then for sure. forget it. For sure. And then it just doesn't happen. And I just saw that happen over and over and over again. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Like it, it, I left that like feeling like I was destroying relationships. Like it just, it just felt terrible. Yeah. So it's just, it's so insanely difficult, you know, and there's so many like guys, I mean, every day I get guys writing to me, I want to be a porn star. What does it take to be a porn star? Give me a shot. And I'm just like, dude, you have no fucking idea. So when you come across somebody who can do it, it's just like, holy shit, you know, like, oh my God, I hit the jackpot. Like, don't you dare go anywhere because there's very few. I mean, I have a very small pool of guys that I like to work with. Yeah. You know, I'm super picky about the dudes. And like my whole um, philosophy is if I wouldn't fuck him, I won't make you fuck him. Like that's kind of my thing, you know? So like, I'm really picky about the guys. Like they got to be good looking. They got to be good performers. They got to be nice. They got to be clean. They got to be respectful to the girl, you know, all those things. And so, you know, I can imagine that after that first scene, he was probably like, because I mean, you guys are like fucking unicorns, you know, I mean, seriously, like there are not that many of you out there. So when you come across a, ga- a great male performer, it's just like, you know, so, uh, I don't even know if I, I would consider myself a great male performer for the fact that I use my disadvantages to my advantage. Mm-hmm. For instance, for me to perform is really easy. Like mm-hmm. it's, I don't get stressed about it. I generally don't have a wood problem unless there's something wrong. And I'm very, I, I'm a sexual athlete. So mm-hmm. I make sure I have my sleep, my nutrition, my, uh, my, my, uh, 
rest, my uh, exercise levels, everything has to be in check. Like all the supplements that I take, and if something is off, I'll have a hormonal crash, and it's going to cause spikes in my body. Mm -hmm. So I've become throughout the years good at regulating my body so I can get the best performance out of it. Do you think that that comes from your fighting background? Absolutely. Like I'm all about biohacking my body as well. I want to get the most out of my mind and body every day. I focus on my breathing as well. Like all these things fall into it so I can get the ability to do this, especially as I age. Oh God, can you like teach workshops to like other male performers, please? (laughs) (laughs) Can you like teach them what to do? Because like that's, that's amazing. I actually honestly didn't think about about that, about how, because you always think about, you know, how like a girl prepares for a scene, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially like she's doing anal, you know, she has to clean out her ass the night before yes. and then like can only eat gummy bears, you know, all through the day. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, I guess I always just assume that like guys showed up to set and like just did it, but you, you really do have a routine. Yes. There's, there's things I don't put on my diet because I want to keep my testosterone as high as possible. I try to avoid alcohol, any amounts of soy. Before a scene, or you say maybe two to three hours, I try not to eat anything mm-hmm. because your sexual uh, system is the last of important systems your body's going to work on. Mm-hmm. So it's going to put everything else first. So it's going to shut down your ability to get an erection quickly so it can work on digesting food, for instance. Right. All the blood goes to the stomach, not to your dick. Right. Another big one is caffeine. You know, I see guys drinking like a Red Bull or a Monster before mm-hmm. they, uh, well, I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah I think it's fine. So they'll be drinking these caffeinated drinks, maybe mm-hmm. coffee or something. But uh, caffeine itself is a vasoconstrictor. So you're shutting down the blood flow. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be able to get as good pumps into your body, including your wiener. I love how like you're turning this into a science. This is really interesting. I mean, <laughs> but I thought you have to. I thought you know? I never thought that I would learn like this. I'm learning things today. This is great. Yeah, I try to improve my circulation all the time so I get better blood flow, better pumps, and uh, it works for my body overall. Even my muscles, I get my bigger muscles. Right. You know, all about that flow and pump of the blood. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Wim Hof. I've been doing a lot of Wim Hof method. He's a what? huge inspiration to me. Okay. If you're not familiar with Wim Hof, he not. holds, I think, I, don't, I could be wrong here, I think 27 Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. Wow. He's incredible. Like They can't freeze him. They put him in ice. They, he lasts longer in ice than anyone else in the world. He ran the de- one of the deserts. I can't remember which one it was with drinking no water. I think he drank, ran like 27 miles. Jesus. Yeah, he's, he, the guy is incredibly injected him with some type of bacteria to try to kill him. He beat it himself. He, Jesus! He, his whole body functions through his mind. He wow. controls all his organs and everything. Wow, that's incredible. It is. It is. Damn. And he does it all through cold, uh, uh, cold exposure mm-hmm. and breathing. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. God, that's fascinating. Um, okay, so after you did your first scene, where who did you? Do you remember who you worked for after that? I do not. They just started rolling after that because I went with uh, Derek over to LA Direct for my first year. Okay. So, I so he just, probably booked the shit out of and, here. And porn was a different time. I, yeah. We, we, you could work one or two scenes a day every day. So I was doing like 40 scenes a month and I did that for about 10 months and then I just got burnt. Yeah. You know, I, I dropped after that. That's a lot of fucking. That's yeah. a lot of fucking. Yeah, it really yeah. is. You don't have any idea how many women you've had sex with, right? No. Like not no. even the... Tiniest no. clue. I mean, the majority is is done at work, though. right? Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I yeah, don't of really have much of a personal 
you know, life. Ch- chasing ass <laughs> life. No. <laughs> I know. Right. Cause it's like the last thing you do from when you want to get home from work is like actually fuck. Cause you just fucked for several hours. Yeah, I probably could though. I would, but you know, the truth is it, it wouldn't improve my work performance. Right. You know, it's, it's not going to help me. I shouldn't be busting nuts when I'm at home. You know, I need to save it for the camera yeah yeah, yeah yeah you had a long night last night right oh what a long night man. so you haven't slept today um i did about two hours in the car but oh my God. Uh, other than that yeah i haven't been to bed in a long time jesus yeah my, my brain's a little frazzled that's why i might be a little worse <laughs> on my memory <laughs> so what did you shoot yesterday i uh, working for axel braun for the new justice league triple x oh wow so a bunch of superheroes get together and go over real life problems and yeah it's pretty funny and a lot of fucking yeah who are you playing i play batman i'm always batman for his movies that's my character oh my god the dark knight so do you have um like your own costume or does he have one for you or no he he has the costumes and they get better and better like if you put my costume next to like the hollywood one mm-hmm. same costume wow if not better they keep changing it and like all the time like the mask the cowl is getting better every time mm-hmm. and it's really cool. The cape just got better. Yeah. Always impressive. Yeah. He always puts, he seems to put a lot of like effort into, and he, he's really into like the whole superhero thing, right? Yes, he is. And yeah. So he's like. extremely creative and what I love is very passionate about it and he's mm-hmm. there for every step of the process. Like yeah. from my hair to my shoes to my hands, like, and he'll come and he'll check and make sure like he really hands on and everything. Right, right, right. Yeah. See, I, I've been asked to shoot some like superhero stuff and I'm like, fuck no, dude. Because I just don't give a shit. I just don't. I just don't care about superhero stuff. Me so like, neither. I just don't want to shoot it because it seems like so much work. For sure. The costumes are like one of the biggest obstacles to overcome every time. Oh, yeah. I and mean, then to fuck with that on is even oh, crazier. I know because you, for the whole cosplay thing, you can't really like get out of your costume. You have no. to stay in it. to. Otherwise, you can't sell the fact that you're that character. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, did, um, I did a movie for Digital Playground called Quest and it was like, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing. And, and we had to put them in these medieval costumes and yeah, they had to fuck with them on and it was just like, oh my God, it was just... And then I think it's so much more difficult and it kind of takes away from the organicness of the sex as well. Yeah. Because now I'm fucking like as Wolverine with these giant claws on my hands <laughs> yeah. and I can't touch my dick and yeah. I can't, you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> yeah. I can't touch the girl. I got crazy Batman gloves on. Yeah. It takes away from a lot. Of yeah. 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 But then like, you know, it's, it's something different and something creative and all the geeks are going to fucking love it. Yes. There's a, there's a market for that and they're not watching it for the high end sex or while we're watching it to see Batman fuck Wonder Woman. That's yeah. what they want to see. Right. Right. You know, not that the sex scene was, is bad. Yeah. It's just, it's not as sensual as it, as it could be if you weren't in costume. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you have a particular, particularly favorite kind of scene to shoot? Like, do you prefer to shoot like gonzo scenes over like features ones where i wear my mustache and i get to be creepy as fuck <laughs> okay so yeah so let's talk so i okay so you've been sporting this very bizarre facial hair these last couple of weeks Correct. or months and it makes you look like a cross between like a mexican drug dealer and um that uncle from fucking napoleon dynamite oh uncle rico uncle rico exactly exactly that's and, awesome yeah I'm and then you walked uncle in rico. and you uh and you and it was all shaved and and i was kind of sad because I wanted to make fun of you about it because um, I think it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's your typical 1970s porn stash. Oh, my God. So 1970s. Why did you like – why? A couple reasons. Okay. Number one, I like it. Yeah. You know, it, it's me. It's who I really am. I, uh, so that's the biggest thing for me. I get to be 
who I want to be. Okay. Uh, number two, it, it casts me into the pervert, the creepy roles. Dude, like you those. totally look so creepy with and that. I pervert. love playing those roles and just being <laughs> that, you know, weirdo. I, it's so much fun. So I have to say, some of the things that you say during scenes, like, are just so, the stuff that comes out of your mouth, man, it just <laughs> fucking kills it. I remember, like, we were shooting a scene with you and Abby, oh, God damn it, what's her last name? The busty blonde girl. Abby... Brooks? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, Abby Brooks. And and you're fucking her. And she's like, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And I don't know, you just lean back and you go, go ahead, treat yourself. And I just like, <laughs> me and the other camera guy just looked at each other and we I had to cut because I was laughing so fucking hard. Like the camera was like shaking. I was like, okay, I, I stop, stop, stop. And I just like died. It was just like so fucking funny. Yeah, I, I like to keep it fun, you know? There's yeah. Just- it keeps it more exciting for me. Otherwise, it I don't know. It's yeah, fun. yeah. Um. So so you so we started. I remember we sh- fought, shot you first for Susanet, mm-hmm. for my mom's website. Um. And you know you were quickly quickly a favorite. Awesome. And and then you left for Correct. a while. And I I almost jumped off a bridge. I was so sad when you left. Oh, I'm you sorry. Had no idea. I was so sad. I'm sorry. I was so sad. So you left and um, you went to go fight more, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the date of 11-11-11, I decided I need to get my goals situated in my life if mm-hmm. I was going to have any self-worth and mm-hmm. pride within myself. Right. So I decided to uh, leave the industry mm-hmm. and focus on my uh, MMA and jiu-jitsu goals. Mm-hmm. So I spent the next like four, four and a half years Pursuing my nothing but my jujitsu career all right. day, every day. Because that's what I wanted to see. It's the 10,000 hours concept. If you spend 10,000 hours working on something, that's when you become a master at it. And I felt like me, I was at the time like 31 years old, 32. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't master of anything. I was just a guy that had floated through life and mm-hmm. living an adventure, mm-hmm. which I still want to do, like live that adventure. Mm-hmm. But I was like... I want to make something of myself now. So I basically went to uh, Joao Assis. He's ADCC world champion. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, man, uh, l- let me train with you. Let me, let me hang out with you. Just like, let me live in your world. Because if you want to be something or be someone, go to the best. Learn from them. They right. know how to do it. Right. So I ate like him, slept like him, spent all day with him. And I got pretty good. I didn't get as good as he, he was, mm-hmm. but I got pretty good. And I really enjoyed the journey. I competed every other month. And I accomplished all the goals that I had wanted to accomplish in life. And I felt this new sense of pride. And I've mm-hmm. learned so much through my jujitsu for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it just carries over to every aspect of your life. I mean, I became much more disciplined. I understood the 10,000-hour theory to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And I think it made me a better porn performer and a better person in general. Yeah. Being a martial artist, that is. Right. So yeah. now so now coming back into the industry, and I remember the day that like you texted me and you're like, hey, I'm coming back. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I was like, so excited. I was like, Charles Darrow's coming back. I was so happy. Um, so what do you feel do you feel like very different this time around? Absolutely. Okay. In like what way? During my time away where I just did nothing but jujitsu, I spent a lot of time working with my best friend who's a motivational speaker. Okay. And he's more than a motivational speaker. He's more than a life coach. He's he's someone that is just really inspiring and gives a shit. And he put a lot of – he made me love myself more, respect myself more. Mm-hmm. He told me that – he made me believe in myself. That's what it is. He mm-hmm. made me believe in myself. And once I started to believe in myself, I realized anything I could accomplish. And I feel like ever since then, 
I've only focused on things in life that I'm passionate about and I love doing. If I don't love it, I'm not passionate about it, no matter what amount of money comes through, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to do things that make me happy. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm so much more successful because I've just focused on doing what I love. Right, right, you know, right. And I've taken that attitude toward porn now. Because, I mean, after a while, I think I did get a little jaded. I was a little angry. And- oh, totally. I, I hear you. I'm kind of at that point right now where I'm just feeling so burned out. Yes. Yeah. So, so the break was incredible, but it wasn't just a break where I sat on my ass. It was a break where I basically did a spiritual cleansing of myself. Right. Where I learned more about who I was to be confident in myself so I could go back to work and bring a positive energy. Right. And I feel like now that I'm back at work, my goal is to kind of spread that positive energy. And let everybody know, like, hey, man, we got a good, be happy. Really enjoy yourself. Right. And I'm proud of what I do. And I have passion for what I do. And every scene I do, I want to give the best performance that I possibly can. That's my goal, to be as good as I can. Yeah. You know, it's nothing to do with the financial paycheck at the end. It's about what makes me happy. Right, right, right. So what is your, what is your like, kind of spiritual, religious beliefs then? Like, what is your... I would say I'm more spiritual. I'm not religious. I don't right. practice any organized group activities like that. Right. But just, just more spiritual. And I think it all comes from within. You know, mm-hmm. I just learned that you create your own universe. Yeah. Your thoughts. Absolutely. You know, everything that you think about comes to fruition. Yeah. So think about good things. Yeah. No one's NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. What you say becomes real. So yeah. if you constantly go... I'm short, I feel like shit, I'm fat, I'm tired, I'm old, I'm sick. You will stay that way. Right. But if you say, how you doing today? Living the dream. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. You know, like keep saying that and it becomes It'll manifest true. itself. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so true. You know, really what you put out into the universe is absolutely what you get back. And I mean, even if you just want to look at it in the most basic form, you know, and if we're not going to talk about, you know, like quantum physics or spirituality, like people just generally are attracted to people with a positive attitude. Yes. You know, when you have a good energy, then people want to work with you. So more people are, are willing to hire you. You mm-hmm. can attract better people into your life. You know, and that's that's the thing that I said about, you know, one of the things that I love about you is that you do come to set with such a positive energy and you're always like, you know, ready to go and you're always happy to be there and you always like bring the mood up, you know? And Thank and you. that's one of the reasons that I love having you there. So just even like in, you know, the, the simplest form that definitely manifests itself. And I'll tell you, I, I had to learn this for for years. I've been training it because I come from East Coast, Philly, mm-hmm. the hard people. You know, yeah. it's it's not cool to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it never is. And and as I grew older, I started to realize, like, no, that's the wrong mentality. Like, right. I want to be happy. I'm proud to be happy. Yeah. Like that's what we need to focus on. Just our pure happiness, and yeah. the world will be a better place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've definitely kind of been having this like. Uh, existential crisis lately where I've been thinking about like what makes me happy, you know, like, I mean, if you told me 10 years ago that I would be at the point that I'm at now, you know, in my career and, you know, like I'm, I'm working for Playboy and like, you know, I'm, I'm shooting for Twisties and Digital Playground and, um, you know, all these great companies and I'm making this money and, you know, I have a great boyfriend and da, 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 da. Like I would have been like, oh my God, I'm going to be so happy when I get to that point, you know, because Mm -hmm. like that's all everything I ever wanted. And it's like now that I'm there, I'm like, I'm not that happy. So I'm like, okay, I need to step back and look at like what really makes me happy, you know, because I think also too, the ironic thing is that I'm such a perfectionist and I'm so ambitious that nothing's ever good enough for me, right? So like I always want to do better. I always want to push myself, which makes me great at my job, but then like it doesn't necessarily make me like a happy person. So I, I don't think that point ever comes where you sit there and you go, and this is happiness. Yeah. You know, that it's. 
it's now. It's it's everything right, in the right. moment. Because life's know? a journey, not a destination. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yes. like, and it's true. You really need to step back. And I do this thing now, like where, you know, like once a week I'll make like a gratitude list, you know, and oh, I'll wow. just write down all the things like that I'm grateful for in my life. Cause sometimes I need to remind myself about how lucky I am, mm-hmm. you know, and all these things. Cause you always look at like, you know, like what I could have or what I could be. And I think especially now in this day and age with the internet and social media and all this stuff where, you know, you look at people's Instagram, it looks like their life's like so perfect. And you're like, my life's not that perfect. Well, you know, their life's not that perfect either. You know, yes. it's all this facade that we put up. So it, it's definitely brought me to do like more soul searching. And, um, yeah, so it's interesting. I'm kind of like at that point too. So I'm very interested in, in your whole process and that journey of yours. Cause I feel like that's something that I need to go through. I almost became like a jujitsu monk where all I did was train, eat and sleep. Mm-hmm. I only went to the gym, went home. I rode a bicycle. I didn't drive my car. Like every day I would go to the food store and I would shop in the manager special section with mm-hmm. my grocery bags on my back. And yeah. I'd fill up and I could only spend $200 a month on food. So I had to really stretch that dollar. Right. And I'm trying to put in the best fuel for my body that I possibly can for that price. So what happens? You just start, I think, I think there's almost this amazing release from mm-hmm. being broke. Yeah. There's something beautiful about being broke. When you've got nothing to lose, when you have right. nothing to lose, there's freedom. It truly right. is. You know, like I had no bills, I had nothing. I just lived bare necessities. My and the crazy thing is the universe provided me everything I needed. Right. Because whenever I needed clothes, sure enough, I had a friend who was like, Hey man, he just became super wealthy. He's like, here's my clothes. All the right people in the universe. If I needed anything, people would just basically hook me up with it. And I wasn't being a mooch, I wasn't asking for these mm-hmm. things. People would see how determined I was to reach my goal, and they wanted to see me get there. Right. And I think that's the way the whole universe works. If you're working your balls off to the goals you want to achieve, everything's going to come together to push you in that direction. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's absolutely true and I've I've totally experienced that as well because you know, working freelance like I do, like I'm always like freaking out, you know, like oh fuck, like I I'm always afraid like my clients are all going to drop me or like if I lose this client, yeah. like where who's going to hire me and I'm always like oh shit, you, you know what am I going to do fear. next month? Exactly. And and then something always comes through. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing this for 18 years. I have never not been okay. I have never not gotten the next job. I have never not been able to pay my bills. Never. I've come really fucking close, <laughs> you know, to not being able to do it. But every, like the last minute, everything comes through. And it's like, how many times is that going to happen to me until I finally start to have faith in the process? That shows you you're on the right path. If it was that much of an uphill battle to get upstream, Maybe it's not the right the right path for you, right? You know, like yeah, that says a lot. I'm not saying your path's going to be easy, mm-hmm. but if you're constantly in turmoil, mm-hmm. eh, yeah, I going the wrong way. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so back to porn. <laughs> um, so what did I mean? You probably get a lot of guys reaching out to you asking yes. you about being a porn star. What What do you tell them? I don't say anything because I get so many of them. I just kind of let it go. Okay. So say if you were to respond hypothetically. Well, I I wouldn't respond. So don't hit me up trying to get in the porn business. It's kind (laughs) of like if if I had a roofing company and you wanted to be a roofer, I'm not going to get you in. You know, that's like, this is what I do. But I, I'm, I totally hear you. People ask me too. They're like, how can I like get into the industry? I want to like be a photographer. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. What the fuck am I going to help you? I don't know you. Exactly. If it was someone that I knew, yeah. like I'm not going to vouch for somebody I don't know, right. especially in a job like this where 
you know, if, if somebody screws up on set, it's going to cost thousands of dollars yeah. to many people. Yeah. And that's not cool. I don't want to be the guy that sent that guy over. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I really have to know you. you have to be a really good friend and then I would do it for sure. But what advice would I give? Make sure you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Cause if you shoot one scene, you better shoot a million. Yeah. So make sure before you get into it, you know, you're a good performer. Yeah. Because once it's out there, it's out there forever. Yeah. 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 There's no taking it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was my next question? Oh yeah. So what are some of your favorite, uh, girls to work with? <sighs> Man, that's, that's hard, right? No, it's easy. Because oh, okay. I keep, I keep a running tab. It's like, I feel like all the girls are in this like, competition mm -hmm. and they don't even know they're in the competition <laughs> and it's like who's gonna be my top three list my top three list of all time but yeah I, i've got a couple um and it's any ladies that aren't on this list I, I i'm sorry but uh some girls just stand out a little bit more because there's so many good ones yeah there really is and there's yeah. a lot of sleepers yeah. Like a lot of the chicks, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to work with her. She's so hot. Yeah. And then I meet her and we don't have the energy. We yeah. don't have that vibe. There's other girls, I see them and I'm like, eh. And yeah. boom, I'm like, damn, that girl rocked my world. She was so sexual and yeah. she became the sexiest thing I've it's ever so seen. It's so weird how girls can change once the camera starts rolling. Like I'll have girls that come yes. in too and I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to be so boring. Yes. You're going to be terrible. This is going to be the worst scene ever. And then like the minute there's a dick in their face, they're like a totally different person. I'm like, like oh my demon. God. Like yeah. A demon. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I think a lot of chicks, maybe it's the camera. It's not, yeah. it's not me. It's the camera. <laughs> they see that camera and like, now's my chance to show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's how I do. Right. Definitely, I, I definitely probably perform better in my work life than my personal life. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to knock it out the park in my yeah. <laughs> personal life right. all the time, but at work you have to. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, you got to so, give me names. Oh, man. Uh, one of them is a friend of yours, beautiful girl, Danny Daniels. Ugh, I love I love her I too. love Danny. Uh, another, I'm going to be a bridesmaid at her wedding. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I know. Me and Sheree DeVille. Super cool. That's <laughs> gonna be really fun. I love Sheree. She's yeah. such an awesome. She's girl. amazing. Everybody loves Sheree. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eva Lovia, I shot with her for you. She's yeah, she's I great. I love Eva. She's great. She's fucking incredible. Very sensual. Yeah. Uh, another one. Everybody loves me, Malkova. Yes. She's got to be one of the sweetest girls. I know. I've ever met. I know. Like that to me goes the furthest. Yeah. Just happiness mm -hmm. with a smile. On top of the fact that she has like a ridiculous body, yeah, she's beautiful, yeah. But her, even if she wasn't, that personality yeah. would sell her like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, she's so sweet. Kelsey Monroe is another one. I've never worked with her. I put her on my list, huh? You gotta get Kelsey. Okay. Oh man. Okay. That's. That I'm definitely incredible. gonna take your your advice. Yeah, Kelsey's incredible. Okay. Um. Luna Star in love. Yeah, Luna Star is incredible. She's incredible. What a performer. Yeah. Great yeah. attitude. Yeah. You know. Um, Selena Santana, another great girl. I've only shot solos with her. I've never shot her in a scene. She's great. She's super cute. But yeah, I mean, there's there so many I could just go on and on. Uh, and yeah, on. I have the like, same problem. People ask me that too. Who are some of your favorite girls? I'm like, oh God, there's so many. And then I'll give them like a list and then like I'll realize later that I left out like a bunch of girls that yeah. I wanted to put in there. And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot this person and this so person. So all, all the girls that I left out, I, I apologize. I mean, there's so many of you great girls out there. Yeah, there really are. Yes. It's it's kind of amazing. Like 
It, but I mean, and you must see, you know, I mean, we see so many girls come and go, but you know, the, the guys that are really strong performers are the ones that stick around. Yeah. A guy will have a longer career. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, yeah. Cause the thing is, it's like a girl can get shot out, but mm-hmm. like guys never get shot out. Like yeah. it's the opposite, you know, like if you can perform really well, like you'll have a career for forever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's, that's my goal now. I want to be 60 something years old still being able to do this and well with the whole stepdad fucking right. <laughs> like phenomenon step, step grandfather <laughs> sounds like there's gonna be a uh, work for you forever I, I just keep getting older and the girls just stay the same <laughs> <laughs> i actually literally have a shirt that uh, my assistant michelle made for me with that with that on it michelle is awesome it. by the way yeah she's hilarious she yeah. was supposed to be here today but she, she took the day off so but she was sad she's sorry that she missed you Wish she was here. You know, it's so funny. I remember when we had you come for DP Star. Yes. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Oh, you saved the day, man. Thank you. That was Thank like, you. and that was a tough performance because you know we had another guy come in who didn't who didn't do so well. And you know, to be fair, like we threw him into a very difficult situation, and yes. I, I really felt for him. You know, it was it was very hard. I mean, because it was like what, like a six minute like scene like every girl had like six minutes to six like minutes and like a minute and a half of that was dialogue yeah so during the dialogue playing a waiter the male talent has to get his dick hard yeah so then when it comes out of his pants he's already hard yeah and then the girl can go to work and so. then he's got to fuck her for like six minutes and then stop and then stop and then we gotta bring the next girl in bring the next girl in yeah. and wait for two minutes and then and wait for two minutes and, yeah. and we were on like a really tight schedule you know and then I we had so, much fun. so many people in the room because you know we had the executives from digital playground there and then we had the judges mm-hmm. you know who had to watch and make notes and then we just had like fucking kieran back there like fucking fucking around yep. and they're like throwing carrots and shit it was yep. just like it was complete and utter chaos and, just, and you know my sets are normally not like that you yes. know they're small and i have only a few people on set and i like it to be quiet i don't like people fucking around in the background but this was like a total it was like a circus yes i mean it was crazy that's what made it so much fun though i love the wild stuff like i just got back from browser's house yeah what a blast that was how was that incredible we had like five guys 10 girls all locked in a house and the girls are competing to win i think it's 10 or twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars so they're just trying to basically fuck us as much as possible there's cameras all around the house there's right. little handhelds all over so you can record your own shit mm-hmm. so we were just like non-stop enjoying the ladies like oh well what five days that was. Oh my God, I bet. Has that yeah. been released yet? I don't think so, no. Okay. No. Okay, so we're going to have to look for that coming yes. on browsers. Just, and like the DP star, like I like doing that crazy, fun, different stuff. You yeah. Know, it's really, really fun. Do you have a scene that sticks out in your mind that was like particularly fun or crazy or even like terrible? Like, did you ever have like a fucking awful experience? Oh man, there's been a lot of awful experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Shit, shit, shit can happen that people have, you know, yeah. no idea they're yeah, expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I try not to dwell on the bad ones, just focus on the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having so much fun lately. I've been shooting a lot for Craven Moorhead doing uh, his Pretty Dirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I love it because it's all about me being creepy and like, make sure you have your mustache and oh, really? bring your motorcycle. And I like being that guy where it's like me and I'm creeping on, like, say, like my stepdaughter and I'm like, fucking her and talking about how much better she is than her than her mom and it's so funny because you're so not a creepy guy but i like to play one you yeah. know what i mean because like i i always get booked on like the pretty boy stuff yes. but it's not who i am like right. i'm a dirty biker fighter like all i like to do is fight and fuck that's yeah. it like yeah. it's who i am yeah. so for me to get to play that role yeah that's fun 
Yeah. Yeah. What was your What was your growing up like for you in Philly? Hmm. So I'm from like a little outside of Philadelphia, not mm-hmm. in. And uh, I spent a lot of time alone outside, just in the woods. I grew up straight edge, so no, no sex, drugs, alcohol. I wasn't into drugs. Wow. Nothing. Like no drinking. I didn't drink until I was like 27. Wow. Yeah. That's I, why you look so fucking good. Oh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I didn't get into drinking. Um, as far as sex goes, I didn't have sex until I was like 18 years old. Wow. And then I did, and I was like, <gasps> what have I done? Like, I'm going to get AIDS. I'm going to get a girl <laughs> pregnant. She's going to ruin my life. I can't believe I did this. And I, it was weird. I had no drive sexually huh. until I was maybe 20 years old. Interesting. I wasn't in the girls at all. Like, I was leaving for the Marine Corps when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So I went and had this girl meet me out on the 18th hole of a golf course in, uh, where I grew up at. So I could uh, just get it out of the way. So yeah. that way I didn't go to boot camp, a virgin. I was, I was afraid of that. So Oh, my God. So yeah. you purposely went and lost your virginity yes. just before you went to the Marines so yes. you wouldn't like be made fun of? Not even just made fun of, but I was like, I can't go there, a virgin. What if I die or something? A virgin. So, yeah, I went and I had sex. Dude, it was the most awkward sex you could imagine. <laughs> it was like she just like bent over doggy style. I just like threw it in. I was like, oh, so I came and I was like, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> I was always super awkward. Because you have a really sensitive penis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, but I'm sure I wore a condom. I was scared to death of my, because dude, when we, when we were kids growing up, like they made sex, like it would kill you. It yeah. was like horrible. <laughs> you know, you're going to yeah. get an STD, your dick's going to fall off and that's the end of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because, uh, <laughs> so we, so for, for those of you who, uh, are, who don't know, but we, we used to have this assistant on set. Um, and <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> and, and, you know, he worked for us for, for a long time and, uh, he was a good friend of my family. And <laughs> whenever we would film Charles, like Charles would sometimes like go and like look at him while he was fucking the girl and it would make him insanely uncomfortable. <laughs> and he would say to me, he's like, why does Charles look at me while he's fucking that girl? Like, is he kind of gay? Like, I don't understand. Like, why is he staring at me? It's like really weird. And so finally, one day I asked you and, and you do it because it helps you stop coming. Yes. Yes. So like, it's literally the opposite of what he thought it was. That's probably why I say funny shit during the scene because yeah. I'm trying to keep my mind elsewhere. Right. If right, I right. focus on how good it is and how much I'm enjoying it, yeah. I'm going to bust my nut in seconds. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep my mind somewhere else a lot of the time. Right. And right. Yeah. When I look off at somebody else, and I, I think it's fun to make it that kind of awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, is he gay? Like, you know, I think it's what makes Daniel Tosh so funny. Yeah. Because you're like, is he gay or straight? And he never like lets you know. It's yeah. like this ambiguousness. Yeah. And it makes us for this awkward humor. Yeah. And that's my kind of humor. Like that pervert creepy shit. I think it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I think you have to be pretty secure in your masculinity to even be able to make those jokes. Because guys are like so afraid of uh, like somebody thinking that they might be gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't give a shit if people think I'm gay or not because like. Obviously, if I was gay, I'd be doing it and getting paid for it. Like a lot more, <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, I, like, guys in gay porn make way more money. <laughs> so yeah, that's not uh, something I'm concerned about at all. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that everybody who knows you has seen your scenes knows that you're definitely not gay. <laughs> and, and 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 if I was, what's the difference? Yeah, who you know cares? what I mean. Like, but I, because I'm a straight dude, I think it's fun to fuck with other straight dudes. But that yeah. means I like you. Yeah. Like if I didn't like Chris, I wouldn't fuck with him like that. I yeah, do yeah, it because yeah. I like him and it's fun. It makes me laugh. Yeah. I had a male performer put me on his no list. 
Really? A male performer on his no list. What? Just because he makes you make him feel uncomfortable? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I know that like some guys have, I know that like, so when you're booking like two guys together, you got to kind of make sure that they vibe with each other. Yes. Because one can definitely throw the other one off, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and so I, I could see I could see how that would happen. I, I said, this guy's a hey man, why are you looking at my dick? <laughs> <laughs> that was enough. For that was enough. To put me on the nose. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Right. Obviously, he and I are not on the same radio frequency mm-hmm. together. Right. So, it's not going to be good if, if we have to work together as this. So if that it's better. separation is there. Cool. I didn't have a problem. I thought he was a cool guy. That's why I fucked with him. But apparently couldn't handle it. Maybe he questions his sexuality a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe. That's what I, I probably boil it down to. It's like if if I called you something you're not, you're not gonna you're not gonna care. But if you are that thing, you know, yeah, it's gonna touch your nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how often do you work uh, every week? Hmm. Well, I usually do it based on the month. So okay. um, it varies, you know, how it is. Yeah. But on average, if I would give a big average, I'd probably work 12 to 20 days a month. Wow. That is that is a big, that's a big gap between the two. That's like, yeah. that's 20 almost double 12. Yeah. Well, so, it depends yeah. on the month. Some, yeah. some months are busier than others. Right. And the truth is on the slow month, I, I probably need a break. I mean, yeah. working 20 days in this job is a lot because- you know, I'm commuting to work every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really live close to where you work when you work in this industry because it's everywhere. It's, yeah. It's, now it's going Miami, Vegas, yeah. L.A., London. I mean, I'm traveling quite a bit. Right, right, so. right. That's amazing. What are some of the your favorite places that you've traveled to? The places that changed my life the most, I would say, was I toured off through South Africa with Chippendales back in... Oh, wow. And I could be wrong here, but I'm going to say 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible to me to go to some place where human life wasn't valued as high as, as it is here. Yeah. And it made me really appreciate and have more gratitude to live here. Yeah. I mean, you want to see, because po- so my dad's South African. And yes. so I've been to South Africa and you want to see fucking poverty. You know, those shanty towns. Yes. It's, it's crazy. They shot at me. I was on this little Harley Davidson trip and I got lost and I drove into one of those. Oh, yeah. And this dude popped up with an AK, bop, 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 bop. And I was like, holy shit, I'm riding my Harley down the road. Shit's whizzing by my head. Oh, my God. I, almost, I went to South Africa for three weeks. I almost died three times. Once every week, I almost died. <laughs> like, for real. It was the most craziest experience of my life. I went to the Cape of Good Hope on a, on, on a Harley Davidson trip mm-hmm. as well. So... We got to the top of the mountain or the Cape of Good Hope, top of that. Mm-hmm. And everyone sits down right there on the ledge. You've mm-hmm. been there, correct? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. So it's kind of like there's this oval ledge mm-hmm. and everything is looking off right into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, it's beautiful, you mm-hmm. know? So we went up there to have lunch. But I was the last one to arrive because I was, I was messing with my bike or something. So I got there last to sit down. So I had to put my back facing the ocean. I didn't have the beautiful view that mm-hmm. everyone else did, mm-hmm. but I, I really don't give a shit, you know, yeah. whatever. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at everyone's faces as we're eating. And then all of a sudden I go to take a bite out of my sandwich and, and you could feel this energy just completely change. Like almost like a ghost was right. there, you know, and everyone's face turned pale. And I was like, what the fuck? And I see their eyes glance up over my shoulder and I look and I shit you not. There's a full-grown alpha male baboon 
standing <sighs> behind me with his arms raised in the air. Dude, those things are vicious. Oh my god, dude! It's, <laughs> it's that's a, 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 a that's a, a badass animal. Yeah. 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 And he and he starts screaming, and for some reason I, I had the common sense just to go. I think he wants more food. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He's punking me out for yeah. my food. So I just kind of slowly turn around and I look, and he's literally like two feet away from me. Oh my God. And I just drop my food and he snatched it up like I was some little punk bitch. He's like, what? <laughs> he's like, that's right. Yep. And, and I start backing up and he jumps down towards me and starts to charge. So I go and I run backward, but I'm still facing him. Uh-huh. And all my other buddies, now they're running backwards yeah. because he's coming toward them. Yeah, you don't we, want to turn your back on it. No, we yeah. all drop our food. Yeah. And we just slowly walk back to the bikes and he kind of just starts picking up all the, all the food, you know, and stealing it. So then we get to the bikes and maybe 100 yards down the road, there's a ranger station. Uh-huh. So we go up and we're like, is this normal? Like, we just got attacked by this baboon. And they're like, what? What? No, 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 no. And they go running out with rifles to go fucking shoot this guy. I don't know where he went, what he did. But anyway, so we go to leave and we're on the top of the mountain. So it spirals right. all the way back down. So you got to go around and around and around and around and around. So we get down to the very bottom. It's like a no bullshit 15, 20 minute ride on a motorcycle doing probably 40 miles an hour. Right. Get down to the bottom, start to go out to the gate. Who's waiting for us at the <laughs> gate? <laughs> <laughs> and this dude is screaming. He's got these giant fangs just hanging out of his mouth because he has shortcutted it. He just climbed all the way back down the side of that mountain yeah. so he could scream at us again. And the whole thing was just this alpha dominance to let you know, like, this is his park. Get out. Like, he took our food. But, yeah, dude, that thing would have tore me to shreds. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ, that's so scary. Yeah. So what are the other two times? Oh, man. Well, obviously, when you got shot at. I got we shot know, at. We know that one. So there, there's actually, if you pull maybe two more. Um, so then we did this promotion, mm-hmm. right? And we went to a, a club, mm-hmm. but it was like early, maybe 7 o'clock, and not many people have filtered into the club yet. And we're just promoting the show. And there's a lot of animosity you get from other males when mm-hmm. you work as a Chippendale. You mm-hmm. know, like like I said, it's that aggro energy. Nobody, No man is happy about seeing another man get the bang of check. It's like this always this almost weird jealousy. Yeah. So these dudes are kind of pissed off. So I go to the bathroom by myself. And back then I, I was drinking a bit. And when mm-hmm. I drink, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm usually pretty chill. But if a fight pops off, I'm definitely going to get into it because mm-hmm. I like to fight. It makes me happy. It's like <laughs> this endorphin rush. I right, really right. enjoy it. So I walk into the bathroom. And this, I go to walk to the urinal. And this guy's walking by me. And he checks me with shoulder bump. Boom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, what the fuck, man? And he looks at me and he goes, fuck you. And I go, and I just hit him with a two, straight straight cross, mm-hmm. busted his nose open. He fell back into the urinal. He was kind of out of it. And I was like, well, I uh, better leave. <laughs> so, <See ya>. I, <laughs> so I went back to the, to the show and you know, we were just doing our little promotion mm-hmm. thing. And I don't know, 10 minutes. And all of a sudden we had another reason I knew that South Africa was a dangerous place is they gave us bodyguards. Yeah. But they weren't regular bodyguards like, you know, the ones you see here and there these were like badass military black ops type dudes yeah they come up to us to go we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go and they were like versed in like tactical driving Mm -hmm. we had bulletproof windows they grabbed us up threw us in the cars like doing burnouts taking off 
And I'm like, oh, fuck, please don't be about me. Please don't be about me. Please don't be about me. I spent many times in my life thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> so we take off. We're heading down the road. And they turn around. They look at me and go, man, that guy that you fucked up, he's somebody important. And now we got some serious problems. Oh, my God. And I was like, holy shit. We wound up having to cancel half our promotional gigs along the way because this dude sent people to fucking have me whacked because he was like a really important guy. Uh, oh from God. the club owner's son or something like that. Yeah. And Jesus. another bad one. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chippendales was pissed. I bet. Pissed. And now, dude, I got into so many fights when I was a Chippendale. It never went over well. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's how God. I know I wasn't in the right place in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Had yeah. I been in the right place, you know, I had so many amazing fight opportunities I squandered because mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if I was an entertainer or a fighter or mm -hmm. where I should be and yeah, trying yeah. to find myself. You right, know? right, right, right. Holy shit, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful in South Africa. I mean, it is like, you know, my my great-great-great-grandfather, um, actually, this is kind of a crazy story. Um, he was a photographer. Yeah, that's and, cool. And he was traveling through East Africa, and this is like the 1800s or something like that. And he um, took some photos of like a tribal leader. Um, and I guess he was very happy with, and he had like his, he had like a dark room, like in his like traveling fucking van or whatever the mm -hmm. hell it was. He developed these prints and he went and he showed, um, he showed him and, uh, this is what, like 1930, 40? No, this is like the 1800s, I think. Oh, 1800s. Or, or, yeah, it was. Maybe maybe early 1900s. Okay. When was photography invented? <laughs> you would think I would know this, right? <laughs> but it was a long time. This because this is my. I'm pretty sure this is my grandmother's grandfather. Oh, that's yeah. So we're talking generations. generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she told me the story, um, and uh, and and they believe you know if you if you take your photo that you kind of steal their soul. Oh wow! And so um, they came after him and they found him. They cut off his tongue. Holy they shit. Cut, they gouged out his eyes. They cut off his dick, shoved his dick in his mouth, tied him up, and threw him down a well. And a farmer came across him uh, like a day later or something like that and then shot him to put him out of his misery. Oh, he was alive. Yeah. Holy shit. Right? Crazy Poor guy. Yeah. Not a good way to go. And you still went into photography. Right. <laughs> well, I found this after I went into photography, but yeah, it was a crazy story. I mean, South Africa is a, it's a beautiful place, but it's a, it's a dangerous beautiful. place. Beautiful. Everything there will kill you from the wildlife to the people. Yeah. To, I mean, the, the more great whites anywhere else. Yeah. There's just, everything's badass. Yeah. And I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that feeling of like, you're not in the in the safe world anymore. You're, yeah, you're in the real world. Yeah, no, it's it's gnarly. And you know, when I go there, they so my family lives in this tiny town called Douglas, which is like 40 minutes outside of Kimberley, and it's just like farm town. You know, there's like nothing there. I mean, no one has street addresses. Like the mailman just kind of knows where everything is. Yeah. Um, and my family is huge over there. So you know, I go there and I'm kind of like protected by my my family. Kind of owns the town, but it is um you know. It is a scary place, and I do not, I do not go out by myself. No, like no fucking way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew that from the moment we arrived, and we had like armed bodyguards. Oh I'm yeah, like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be very careful. The, the day we got there, the date we did a promotion, and two days before that, it was in a mall. We did this promotion. Mm -hmm. There was like a mass shooting spree in the mall, and like thirty or forty people were killed. And it was like two days later, and everything was boarded up. But it was like business is normal. It was like yeah. no big deal. Like yeah. here in America, if there was a shooting where 30 or 40 people were killed in a mall, 
there's no way I'd be hoping two days later with the ship yeah. boarded up and people are like, yeah, 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 right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a beautiful country, but it's a crazy country. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for coming out, Charles. It's, it's always a pleasure. a pleasure to see you. Um, where can we find you online? Can you tell everybody where your social media is? Sure. On Instagram, I'm Charles at Charles Darrow. And on Twitter, I'm at Real Darrow. Nice. Yeah. All right. Everybody follow Charles, my favorite male performer, and check out his scenes. They're all over the fucking place. So um, you won't have a hard time finding that. Thank you for making that possible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Charles. Thank you. Pleasure. I have to say, I've known Charles for a long time and I've never really had the opportunity to sit down and talk to him for such an extended period of time. And he really impressed me. And, you know, honestly, he's so much more that even I was expecting. And like I said, I've known this guy for a long time. I was really impressed with his philosophy about life. I loved how he talked about being broke for two years, really like gave him a different, um, a different view of life and a, and a kind of discipline that he really treasured. And I think, you know, really, um, has shaped who he is today. And I just was super impressed with him. I also love how incredibly well he prepares for his scenes really like he's you know going into a fight or going into the ring and he he really approaches his his job as a porn star with the same dedication that he approached his job when he was a professional jiu-jitsu athlete so thank you so much charles for coming on you are the man don't forget guys to rate review and share my podcast on itunes google play and all the other podcast platforms out there. We could really use your support. Thank you so much. See you next week.